0: Hello and welcome to Aunt Mary from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors.
1: Now for our story. Tonight, Aunt Mary Lane's farm on Willow Road was brightly lit. Looking into the cozy living room, one could have seen what appeared to be a cheerful family group. Nicholas Dorn, the young writer, was sitting on the floor by the bookcase. His long legs stretched out comfortably. Lefty Larkin sat in his favorite easy chair. Peggy Douglas was curled up on the sofa, and Aunt Mary sat in the straight back chair she insisted was perfectly comfortable. Nicholas had come out this evening to join the discussion of plans for the wedding next week. Peggy had decided she wanted it to be the following Monday, and so these four people had gathered together to discuss what should be the happiest occasion in the young girl's life. And yet, each person present was preoccupied secretly with thoughts which were far from happy ones. Delaying mention of the wedding... While they talked of inconsequential things, pretending to be gay and carefree.
2: <laughs> um, oh, and Nicholas, uh, won't you have another piece of fudge, Peggy?
0: Pass the fudge to Nicholas. Don't get up, Peggy. Just toss me a piece.
2: All right, here
3: it comes. Goodness,
0: what, Don? Good work. Comes. You're the first girl I ever knew who could throw straight with an overhand swing. Thanks. Don't mention it.
4: Why, sure. Didn't Peggy ever tell you how she was pitcher for the senior team at high school? No, she certainly didn't the idea, young
0: woman. Keeping things from me? Hiding your past?
3: Somehow that didn't seem particularly important.
0: Well, I'll admit that as your future husband, I'm much more concerned with your prowess in the kitchen. Uh, Tell me, Aunt Mary, is Peggy really as handy with a frying pan as Lefty says she is?
4: You can take my word for it, my boy. Peggy's the best cook in the world. Uh -uh, Next to Aunt Mary,
0: of course.
1: (laughs) (laughs)
4: Lefty
0: almost got yourself out on a limb that time. (laughs)
1: Aunt Mary hadn't joined in the general amusement at Lefty's remarks. She was thinking of Nicholas' words. Your future husband. Thinking of the strange look which had appeared on Peggy's face as he spoke to him.
2: If only there was something I could do to protect them both. I'm so positive this marriage is wrong for them. For Nicholas, as much as for Peggy. When I talked to him in town the other day, He looks so unhappy. But he's deeply in love with her. I can tell from the way he looks at her. If Peggy weren't so occupied with her own feelings, she'd see it. But, as it is... I'd hoped after I told him the story about Bill that Nicholas would see how hopeless, how dangerous it would be to go ahead with the marriage... He said he wasn't sure then. But evidently he's made up his mind to go through with it. If only there was some way something I could do. But there isn't. I've done everything. I've said everything I feel I should. But all I can do now is to Hope and pray it will come out all right. Or that something will change before it's
1: too late. The thoughts of Aunt Mary, one of four people, each thinking of a marriage, yet reluctant to speak of it. Noticing Aunt Mary's long silence, Peggy looked across to her with a smile.
3: Aunt Mary, you don't mind, do
2: you? I mean, what Luffy said about my cooking? He was just joking. <laughs> Well, of course not, dear. I may have my fault, but I flatter myself that I don't like a sense of humor.
0: To tell the truth, I wouldn't get a hang of Peggy didn't even know how to boil water. I'm not marrying
4: a housekeeper. I'm marrying a companion, a wife. Uh, speaking of marrying, oughtn't we get down to business about planning the wedding? Or we'll just have a few days as it is. Oh, by
0: all means, let's.
4: Well, uh, I've spoken to Reverend
0: Southworth, arranged about the church and all that. He's such a nice man. Oh, yes, he is, Aunt Mary. I liked him. Anyway, that's all settled.
4: I guess the rest of it is mostly up to Peggy. The
3: rest of it? Is. What else is there?
4: Well, holy smoke, you want to ask your friends, don't you? And then, well, you'll have to arrange for all the trimmings, the, the cake, flowers, and, uh, well, gosh, Peggy, you know, all the stuff women make such a big hullabaloo about.
3: Mm, I guess I'm different. I don't see why everybody has to get so excited about weddings. You just stand
2: up, say a few words. Why, Peggy, what a way to talk. It's much more than standing up and saying a few words. A wedding is a very important, beautiful ceremony.
3: Sometimes it is. But it was different with Aunt Mary and Uncle Randolph. They were terribly in love. But with Nicholas and me... Oh, I wish it were all over. I wish everyone wouldn't make such a to-do about it and then act as if it's a disgrace or something just because I'm not all tied up in knots, rushing around buying a trousseau. After all, my relationship with Nicholas was never supposed to be like that. I'm sure he doesn't expect it. Oh, I don't want to hurt Nicholas, but after all, he was the one who said marriage should be... Well, almost impersonal. And yet, sometimes I have the feeling I am hurting him. Maybe, maybe that's what always happened. Bill hurt me. I hurt Nicholas. Why does it have to be like that? Why can't people always make each other happy? Really Oh, all right, then. I'll get a new dress that'll make you happier.
4: She looks worried. Troubled. It's a funny thing. Ever since she was a cute little kid with long curls, I've thought about about the time when she'd marry. How we'd plan it. What a big celebration we'd have. Peggy in a long, white wedding gown. Marrying some fine young man. Nicholas is a fine boy. That's not the trouble. But she acts so so indifferent somehow. As if she didn't care very much what happened. Aunt Mary said all along that something was wrong with the whole setup. Maybe she was right. Maybe Peggy's marrying Nicholas just to solve a problem by walking away from it. Is that Mary right? Is Peggy still in love with me? I'll get a new dress.
3: But not with a veil and all that. I think it's a lot of foolishness. It isn't as if Nicholas and I were... Well, it's different with us.
0: Different, Peggy?
3: Yes, of course. You know that, Nicholas. Yes,
0: Peggy, suppose I do know it. I should. I asked for it. Here I am acting like a schoolboy, wanting everything to be all hearts and flowers. I can't blame Peggy for feeling the way she does. I sold her the idea of a nice, clean-cut, unemotional marriage. No fuss, no feathers. Naturally, she doesn't see any reason for getting decked out in orange blossoms for that sort of a deal. Well, getting just what I asked for. It isn't enough. It isn't nearly enough. Why did I have to fall in love? I want to hear Peggy say...
3: Nicholas, darling, I want a great
0: big wedding.
3: I want everyone in town to come, so they'll all see how happy I am, how happy we are. I'll wear a long white gown. Oh, I want to look beautiful for you, darling. So beautiful that you'll never forget our wedding day. The most wonderful day in our lives. The most wonderful.
0: Yes. That's what I want to hear her say. She isn't going to say it.
3: I see why everybody has to get so excited about weddings. I think it's a lot of foolishness. For our kind of wedding, at least. What's the matter, Nicholas?
0: Our kind of wedding? Peggy, we don't need to be so grim about it, do we?
4: I mean... What are you two talking about? This is supposed to be a wedding, not a wake. What's all this nonsense about being grim? Well, Lefty... For the love of Mike, let's stop all this foolish talk and get down to business.
3: All right, Lefty. What do you suggest?
4: Well, for one thing, do people have cakes for weddings or don't they... I believe it's practically a must. All right then, order a cake—a great big whopping cake with little figures of the bride and groom on top. Just about time someone took over here. We've just been going round in circles.
1: Lefty was nearer the truth than he knew. Well, Nicholas Dorn joined Lefty in planning the wedding, but he kept remembering the girl he'd met in the bar—the one who had told him it was madness to marry a girl who didn't love you. Perhaps I was right. Perhaps he was making a terrible mistake. How ironic it was that the girl who'd given Nicholas this advice was none other than Kip Mead.